Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Use Guys in That Podcast, the decimation of your asshole on horseback. And uh, speaking of decimation of your rights, what's you know left of them, I guess. So we had a big day today. So the corpse that's in the White House, the walking embalmed dead, that is uh, Comrade President, uh, the party secretary, I guess, the general secretary of the Democratic Party and your president has decided to completely now, again, we understand Jay, the Constitution is useless. I know. I, I believe me. We all know that. <laughs> However, right, you're beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> right. However, you, this shall not be infringed thing. We've been telling you, you can't for a do while. That. Yeah, no, it's. it's you, you should have said, oh. irregardless. <laughs> oh, yeah. ooh, ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. I, I don't think I could do that, man. I know. I know. That's, That's why I said that. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll get under Jay's skin. Oh. You're, Irregardless, oh, I can't. It's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. But yeah, so he had a big day today. Uh, he was, uh, uh, I think, he was in the Rose Garden, and he had Miss Piggy with him. And um, we'll get to the new boss of the red-coated terrorist organization that is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. They got a new boss, or they're going to try to anyway. So that's going to be an interesting uh, debate to see. But so the word shall not be infringed. Usually you're translated as, bitch, you can't do anything about it. It's an absolute, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not really what happens, ladies and gentlemen, is if you've been paying attention to this show or any show that's liberty-minded, you'll find that your rights have been eroded since the minute they signed the paper. The ink wasn't probably dry and your rights, I mean, just look at black folks, okay? Yeah, there were no fucking rights for them, okay? Even though there were rights, just not for them, right? And if you were a woman, eh, just not for you, you know? Uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant uh, landowners only to begin with. But so there's been a slow decimation of your rights on horseback. Let's look at, you know, all the gun control legislation that's gone through. And the hero of the right, um, Mr. Ronald Reagan, was a big part of that, even though he gets heralded as a hero. Uh, <laughs> That's what kills me, man. Fucking right. douchebag on a piece of shit. <laughs> God almighty. And, you know, the NRA is like, we got to go back when Ronald Reagan was president. Oh, you mean when you bent over and he slid his cock right up your asshole? And you right. were like, yeah, Mr. President, I like it. Okay, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Joe Biden, big day today. Big day. He's uh, executive action. He's going to bypass the people that none of us voted for anyway, but the people that some of you voted for to speak on your behalf and to pass shitty legislation and, you know, more taxes and all that other stuff. He's not asking them. He's not asking anybody. He's doing it by executive order. OK, uh, Angel, if you wouldn't mind rolling the tape of the corpse talking, I would really appreciate it. You guys pay attention. It's a good one. Sure. Roll footage. <laughs> really good. Very good. taking steps to confront not just the gun crisis, but what is actually a public health crisis. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. Phony <coughs> arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Bullshit. You can't yell, crowd, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call a freedom of okay. speech. We can't even go to the movie. You couldn't own it. <laughs> From the very beginning of the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. Like blacks. The idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary. Oh, so bizarre. 
Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. Let me oh, say it again. Epidemic. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. And it's an Let's get Dr. Fauci on it. <laughs> and today I'm announcing several initial steps my administration is taking to curb this epidemic of gun violence. Much more need be done, but the first, first, want to rein in the proliferation of so-called ghost guns. Ooh. These are guns that are homemade, built from a kit that include directions on how to finish the firearm. You can go buy the kit. Yay. They have no serial numbers. Even better. Fantastic. So when they show up at a crime scene, they can't be traced. Oh. And the geez. buyers aren't required to pass a background <laughs> check to buy the kit. Oh, shit. You know, I want to see these That's kits bad. treated as firearms under the Gun Control Act, which is going to require that the seller and manufacturers make the key parts with serial numbers. The second action we're going to take, mm. back in 2000, the year 2000, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Terrorists. released a report on its investigations of firearms trafficking in America. The report was of pivotal value. It was an important tool. Andrew, can you pause that real quick? I was in the Senate yeah. and beyond at all levels. I'd like to remind our audience uh, who trafficked firearms into Mexico and got people killed with firearms. Uh, his name was Eric Holder. Uh, he's Amer an American uh, politician <laughs> who it was Operation Gunrunner, also known as Fast and Furious. Not the movie with Vin Diesel, but that was the operation. So your government, who's going to tell you what guns you're allowed to have and not allowed to have, they've already been running they're, guns to another say, country. The worst example of fucking gun runners, man. And then you got like the, the Iran-Contra scandal that was <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. like Jesus Christ. Oh. Good old. Good old Ollie North took the fall for that. Yeah, he sure did. And the guy at 1600 Pennsylvania was at the top of that list. But, you know, mm -hmm. we digress. But just, just so you guys remember, I want you to keep it in mind <laughs> that your government has been running guns to other countries, specifically Eric Holder recently running guns to Mexican cartels in order to blame your gun rights, saying that, oh, you know, it's so easy to just buy guns in Texas gun shops and run them to Mexico. There are no gun shops in Texas that are going to be selling M60s. <laughs> I know, right? That's what they're using. I wish. I, mean, I wish. Would, they should be selling at Walmart without a background check, but I digress, and I mean every word of that. And if you don't agree with it, fuck yourself. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Angel. Please go ahead. Run the corpse a little bit more here. Let's go. Okay. To stop firearms from being illegally diverted into dangerous hands. <clears throat> Today... With online sales and ghost guns, times Ooh. and yeah, ghost. changed. <laughs> we have to adjust. My sad. We also have In to ask mouth. the Justice Department to release a new annual report. An annual report. report will better help policymakers address firearms trafficking as it is today. Yeah, not, not what it was yesterday. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we want to treat pistols, <laughs> modified with stabilizing braces. With the seriousness they deserve. Mm. These modifications to firearms that make them more lethal should be subject to the National Firearms Act. No. The National <laughs> Firearms Act requires uh, fucking... that a potential owner pay $200. Stabilizer for a pistol doesn't make it more lethal. Information to the Justice Department. I can't deal Just with Just say they would if they went out and purchased a silencer for a gun. Shouldn't have to do that either. Fourthly, Fourthly. during my campaign for president, I wanted to make it easier for states to adopt extreme risk protection order laws. Also known as red flags. They're also called red flag there laws, it is. which everybody in this 
Long oh, knows, Jesus. but many people listening do not know. These laws allow a police or family member to petition a court in their His name was Duncan Lamp. And say, I want you Lamp. to temporarily remove from the following people any firearm they may possess because they're a danger and a crisis. Mm. Shoot them in their sleep, too. Yeah, in bed. Yeah, in bed. Because they're clearly a threat. Across the country are experiencing historic spikes in homicides, as the law enforcement can tell you. The violence is hitting black and brown communities. I thought they were going to disband the police. Homicide is the leading cause of death of black boys and men ages 15 to 34. At the hands of police. Gun violence in America. For those of you thinking this from an economic standpoint, listening to me. Oh. Estimated to cost the nation $280 billion. Let me say it again. $280 billion a year. Paid out in lawsuits from the police department. Alcohol, alcohol tobacco, and firearms. Paris. The key agency enforcing gun laws hasn't had a permanent director since 2015. They shouldn't exist. Today... I'm proud to nominate David Chipman to serve as a director of the AFT. Remember, the so AF folks, this is just AF a start. AFT. <laughs> but I know almost every one of you sitting Aft. here. Is that a new agency? None like, of you ever yeah, We're not going to give up now. Oh. The idea you fucking that we corp. have so many people dying every single day from gun violence in America. Not to mention Afghanistan and Iraq. Characters and nation. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. Let me say to all of you. Yeah. God bless you, but most importantly, the memory of all many of you have lost to the senseless gun violence. Duncan Lemp. And now I'd like to Daniel hand it Shaver. over to Daniel Dick Shaver. Breonna Taylor. For him to. Uh, Frank. Oh, Hi, everyone. George. Terrible. This, no. Yeah. Oh, is that George Stephanopoulos up your asses? Yeah, it is. Oh, right. I, I don't know. All right. So. Stephanopoulos up your asses. <laughs> So, you might have been wondering, the new director, as President Fuckhead said, of the AFT, uh, <laughs> the AFT, AFT, that is not my words, but the corpse's words, the embalmed one that was promised. Uh, I'll hail the embalmed one. Yes, Comrade, comrade President uh, Joseph uh, Scranton, uh, Harry Legs Biden, he Ooh. said, uh, yes, Harry Legs. Okay, so. Who is this individual that's going to be leading or at least going to be nominated to lead the terrorist organization, the red-coated scum of the fucking earth? And I mean every the word AFT. of that. The AFT, as he said. The, a the <clears throat> AFT. Folks, the jokes write themselves. Here we go. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? They write themselves. So here we go. The White House announced Wednesday that President Fuckhead will nominate longtime Gifford policy. Those of you that don't know what that is. That is a gun control advocacy group that he has worked for for 10 fucking years. Uh, Gifford's policy advisor and former alcohol, tobacco, and fuckhead agent David Chipman to lead the nation's gun regulatory agency. Chipman, whose bio submitted to Congress in relation to his role in testifying in support of recent gun control measures, details that he has been with Gifford since 2016, Having come to that anti-gun group after previously working for the Bloomberg-funded Mayors Against Illegal Guns, prior to that, he was with the terrorist organization from 1988 to 2012, including running the agency's asset forfeiture program, leading the Detroit Field Division, and serving as a case agent in the Branch Davidian trial while working in the Waco, Texas field office. Every town issued a state. Every town is a uh, 
another gun control uh, group, uh, issued a statement late Wednesday saying that they were thrilled about the nomination of David, David Chipman to the Redcoats, whose extensive law enforcement experience makes him uniquely qualified for the job. David will be an invaluable point person as this administration looks to fight illegal gun trafficking and end the special treatment of the gun industry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The new boss is um, somebody who had his hand in the mass murder that was Waco. And we've talked about that extensively. And also our peers talked about it extensively. I already know he's willing to burn women and children. Correct. And that could be your wife and daughter and son and kill your dogs and all that other fucking shit. They'll shoot the dogs first. First, yeah. That's that's the first thing to go. First thing to go is the pooches. Sorry, we got to talk about it again. Sorry, guys. Anyway, so that was the big news today. Big news, ghost guns, which means all of you with 3D printers are now on a fucking list, I'm sure. You were on it before. Let's though be honest with each other. Ghost you know, guns. you know what I'm saying. You were on the fucking list before. Right. I still <laughs> laugh every time I hear that ghost gun. Ghost like, guns. It's too funny. Like, it's like spooky ghost guns. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. This gun is haunted. <laughs> There's another thing I want to talk to you guys about. So. I was talking to Christopher about this today mm-hmm. uh, in the group chat. Yeah. The witch doctor and chief Pharisee of the state, <laughs> uh, comrade Dr. Fuckhead Fauci. <laughs> he, um, so yesterday on the Drudge Report, I checked the Drudge every day. It's an old habit that I've had since the Lewinsky days. By the way, those of you who were too jung to remember was that that's how he cut his teeth was on the Monica Lewinsky scandal when uh, Bill Clinton was fucking his fat Jewish intern. I don't blame him. She's far better looking than Hillary ever was. And I mean, who doesn't like a chunky Jewish girl? I'm not, I mean, you know, come on. And, and, and if you're married to Hillary Clinton, that's a total pass, total pass. But you shouldn't have been doing that as the president of the United States, because I can guarantee it really wasn't that consensual. OK, it was probably coercively done mm-hmm. while she was blowing him under the desk, you know, and then he lied about it. But that's neither here nor there. Monica Kaczynski. In she the was giving him that fucking that double gluck gluck 3000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. OK, I always think of that from The Sopranos where AJ says that he got Monica <laughs> Kaczynski in the Oval Office and the broad with the long nose. <laughs> the long nose. <laughs> <laughs> That, that What a great show that was. If you guys haven't seen it, please take the time to watch it. It's a classic. The Sopranos are a wonderful show. It's a good way to waste your time. Um, so, yeah. So where was I with this one? Okay. Uh, yeah. So Dr. Fuckhead Fauci. The witch doctor. The witch doctor. The Pharisee. The one who will say whether you are allowed to or not allowed to go and do things as a free human being because uh, you're not. But anyway, I don't <laughs> don't want to hurt your feelings but if you've been listening to this show long enough you know that we started right in the middle of the pandemic our numbers were clearly off um we i won that bet but i i was wrong by about what four hundred thousand deaths i think i got wrong so but you know that's neither here nor there i didn't know how serious it was anyway so we talked about dr fauci right so yesterday on the drudge there was an article tim talking about how he didn't see a fourth wave of the uh the coronavirus coming through mm-hmm. okay he was like no nah, i don't see it because the vaccination rates now again i'm not here to debate that a lot of you feel really fucking strongly about it and those of you who really don't want to get a shot shouldn't get one you should do whatever you want to do um there, there's, there's there's no medical advice being given out here but all he's saying is based on the trajectory that's going 
where Americans are getting vaccinated that should mitigate some of this um, virus surge. That's what he said yesterday. Mm-hmm. So today, Drudge Report, Drudge Report, today, not yesterday, today, goes from that statement, okay? So now it says at the top left, it says, now Fauci says another surge is on the way. So within 24 hours, the man, the myth, the legend, he's decided to change his mind. He's like, now it's disturbing level. There's a disturbing level of, of, of coronavirus cases. I changed my mind, just like the mask thing. I'm getting off a clamped over here. <laughs> Talk about yourselves. Um, <laughs> Christ on the cross. Okay, so... Uh... It says U.S. is vaccinating people quickly with more than 33 percent of the population, more than 112 million people having received at least one dose of vaccine. There's another article that I looked up earlier today while I was on the job, because that's the best time to do research is when you're getting paid for it. That's my favorite. (laughs) It's like pooping on the clock. That's just don't worry. That's as far as it's going. That's all I'm saying is when you're getting paid. Diarrhea. Thank you. (laughs) That's as far as we're going with that. The brown. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're so welcome. Very he, much. He, uh, what the fuck? See, now you took me off the rails now. I, I, I totally <laughs> lost where I was going. Totally lost where I was going. Something about Fauci. <laughs> fucking something about the, the witch doctor. Like, I told the witch doctor. I was <laughs> in love with you. That should be his entrance music every time he comes on TV. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Except play the chipmunks version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he is a little guy, isn't he? That way, that way, we all know it's a fucking circus every time he comes on. Oh yeah, it's total clown world. It's total the great world. greatest show in the world. Oh, this is what it was. So there's an article that I want to put in the show notes for you to see for yourself, where he admits, I didn't know this. He admits to moving the goalposts because you'll hear that phrase a lot because that's what it is. It's not, you know, some. It's 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 him changing the rules to fit the narrative and the agenda. What is the agenda? Well, to prolong this for as long as possible, because this is a great case study in how, in my opinion, how far you can push people to comply with this stuff. I stopped complying long ago. I I understand that, but not the average person. Okay. So you have to remember the average person is just trying to do what they think is the right thing. They don't, they're they're not every person only acknowledges and or believes what has been told to them on their favorite corporate news source correct so he said that he's been moving the goalpost based upon what he feels americans would accept so when herd immunity from what i understand again not a virologist not an epidemiologist okay my training is in something entirely different however what i have found to be consensus is between 60 and 70 percent of inoculation equals herd immunity mm-hmm. you're still going to have some in endemic issues we have endemic issues with the measles. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was two years ago. Two mm-hmm. years ago, there was a measles outbreak in several different areas for people who weren't vaccinated. Yeah, because okay. people stopped vaccinating their kids or something or along those lines or whatever. Or it like, was. A, like a religious community, right? Like there's a, a group of religious people that don't believe in vaccines or what have you, the Christian scientists or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they get sick, whatever. Yeah, okay. okay. But that's endemic versus what's going on right now. He said that he's moving the goalposts based upon what he thinks the American people will accept. So then when he's talking about herd immunity being a necessary to be at the 80 percentile is a flaming pile of horseshit. That's that that's convenient for him. Now, I'd like to know what would be interesting. And if anybody has any research capability, if you're a fan of the show and you want to help out, if you could find out who the investors are in Congress, both houses or any federal 
level employee, uh, policymaker, uh, cabinet uh, cabinet position, who has investments in biotech, uh, the in, in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, specifically stocks in the big ones, right? Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson, right? AstraZeneca, I believe, is over there in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. But I'd like to know who has investments in this because, for you know, if you can get 90% of the population to get the shot, now, I, I, how much money are these companies going to be making over this process? I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars. Hundreds. Uh, another large transfer of wealth. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So I always find that interesting because, once again, why you're like, well, Jay, why are you bringing that up? Okay, well, I'll explain it to you. So those of us who are normal people and believe that no drug should be illegal, it should be your choice to do it or not, whether it's bad for you or not. Mm -hmm. Let's take medical marijuana, which is a pretty safe thing because more and more states are in open rebellion against the federal government when it comes to legalization. Because marijuana, by the way, is still the class one, okay, which puts it in the same category as crack and heroin. Uh, Never smoked crack. Never done heroin, Mm-mm. but I can tell you that probably marijuana doesn't compete with that, okay? Because I don't know any junkies that live under the bridge by my work that hit up Taco Bell. None mm-hmm. of them. They shoot up and then they fall down. They they stay there. In fact, they're right by the railroad tracks. Well, they wouldn't waste their money on that, on food. Why would you do that? Now, right. me, on the other hand, I watched the video, dude. Like, there was this DIY stoner group. No, so I these two people, them. they have, yeah, speaking of which. <laughs> So they have like one of those, um, the, the vacuum that you use or like uh, the motor that you use, excuse me, you can either, you know, withdraw the air from a mattress or inflate the mattress with this thing, right? Mm-hmm. They attach it to a bowl and the bowl, I'm not kidding you. For those of you who aren't watching, it's uh, the diameter of my, of my fingers coming together to form a circle. That's how, I mean, it must've been oh, like ease well over an eighth uh, of an ounce in there. Okay. Like a nice bag of dope in there, weed. They fire that up and turn on this motor, and then they fasten two hoses to these, uh, they, like the, uh, the water jugs that you get at the office. Mm-hmm. They cut it in half, attach the open part, the small opening uh, with the hose, and just pulled it over their heads and clam baked their asses inside of this thing. And I mean, they were coughing like crazy. All I could keep thinking to myself is if I did that, if I survived, uh, because there's a lot of coughing, they coughed a lot. Mm-hmm. How much would I, I? I think I would probably just get my credit card out mm-hmm. and order like sixteen, be uh, like you know five layer burritos. Delivery though, right? Well, no, I mean getting in the car is pretty cool too. But I mean, of course, I'm not endorsing driving while under the influence. But I'm saying getting your ass to a Taco Bell <laughs> and letting the letting the kid on the other end here. Yeah, I'd like to get uh, fourteen Crunchwrap Supremes with that extra <laughs> jalapeno sauce. Uh, can i get seven uh double xl beef burritos please uh oh do y- y'all got y'all got baja blast right and the guys for fuck's sake yes that's our thing oh yeah let me get one of those man and then oh uh i, I need a you know did i already say nachos bel grande <laughs> well i need like 25 of those because like i mean that is a total if you were that high, like that was, I'll tell you guys a high story. Okay, here we go. So I was uh, 16. I was 16 and my buddy, Nick, rest in peace. He's dead. He had a Ford Pinto with these, with fucking 12 inch subwoofers in the back. This is in the nineties, by the way, when this was cool to do. Okay. I, I still think it's kind of cool to do. Um, so he had the stick shift uh, Ford Pinto, right? And he pulls into my house. He goes, dude, do you want to get high? And I'm like, I'm about to have dinner. He goes, no, 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 no. We'll go to Taco Bell afterwards. I'm like, Ooh, 
Ooh, two dinners. This is great. All right, get in the car. So I'm food motivated, as you cannot, as you can see already. So I get in the car. We go down to the end of my road, right, and we fucking pass a beautiful blunt back and forth. I am as fucking high as giraffe pussy as Chris puts it. I mean, I am <laughs> fucked up. Eyes completely deep, red, man. Dude, as red as the cap on this pen. Like I was fucking stoned, proper stoned. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, "All right, man, let's go to Taco Bell." I'm like, "Oh, I can't fucking wait to go there." So like I get out a piece of paper and it felt like it was 20 minutes to write down everything that we were going to get. And I walk into the Taco Bell and the young lady's standing there and they just like, I, I help you. I literally handed her the piece of paper. <laughs> like, like you were coming in to stick up the place. Yeah, 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 put the money in the No, put the burritos in there. Put the tacos in the <laughs> fucking bag, bitch. <laughs> and she goes... She looks at it. She's like, she's reading it, right? She's reading it. And she's like, looking. she looks at me. She goes, this is all for you, isn't it? And I, and I look at her. <laughs> I look at her. I look at her and I go, no. <laughs> like, I tried to play it off as innocent as like, like are, are you fucking with me here, jelly jugs? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, like three of the items were not for me. The other 13 were 100% for me. <laughs> And this was back in the day when they had the caramel apple empanada. Oh, I love that. You fucking dirty bitch. Oh, I miss that goddamn thing so much. Anyway, so that's my stoner story. I don't know how we got there, but we got there. Um, Yeah, we arrived. Talking about the, 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 um, what? The device that hooked up to the bowl and then they were clam bacon. Those guys were really fucking high. That was really neat to see. But I mean, at the same time, you're going to vomit a little bit from all that smoke. Some, good old, some yeah. good old stoner ingenuity. Oh, man. When it comes to getting stoned, those people really put the work right. in. I, I have full confidence in them to build bridges. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like, I need some aluminum foil, an apple, and an ice pick. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I, I need. If you haven't, like, think about all the things that you smoke reefer out of as a kid. Like, I've used soda pop cans easily. That was the number one because you just poked holes in it. And you could smoke out of it and you could put the carb on it if you wanted to. Uh, fruit used apples, definitely used apples. Uh, Bible pages, we've used Bible pages before. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense to those of you that uh, I didn't mean it that way. It's just that. And then the Lord said, let there be light for real. Where's the goddamn lighter, yeah. at, guys? <laughs> and, then we, and then we lit it and got high. So, um, I've used newspaper. Five gallon, five gallon buckets in a bathtub to make the world's biggest gravity bong. <laughs> Ooh, God damn. <laughs> I did I did that when I was in high school. That's tremendous. Like I'd go over to my buddy's house, like we'd party all the time. And like my self-defense, like if his parents ever came home, I would just pretend like I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my instant self-defense mode. Like I obviously wasn't doing anything wrong if I was sleeping. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't me. Um yeah, so yeah, that's uh Fair play to the stoners who come up with new ways to get themselves even higher. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, right. You, you're keeping Taco Bell in business, and I consider Taco Bell to be one of the most holy sites on this hungry. planet. Um, what right. else we got yeah. going on? Like, I, like I, I, I pray for the future from Demolition Man, where Taco Bell is every restaurant. <laughs> I agree, dude. If I could do it all over again, I think it would be classy <laughs> to take my wife for our wedding dinner to taco bell and be like what are you guys doing here like her in a wedding dress that's a bad idea and then we're like what well yeah because there's not going to be any kind of fornication afterwards can be shh, never mind um <laughs> never mind we're not we're not doing it i'm not doing diarrhea it. no okay thank you yes thank you once again you're welcome. Diarrhea. let that be oh, that's welcome. for fucking uh that asshole 
YouTube Paul, not 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 B Town Paul, because B Town yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul is awesome. He worked at Taco Bell. I know, but that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. The diarrhea is specifically directed to that asshole on YouTube. Diarrhea, Paul. Diarrhea. All right. <laughs> cha, cha, cha. There's no guest either. There's no guest today. So he's so. not watching it. So he's not. Yeah, gonna say he's probably not listening to his. Yes, I'm totally. We're gonna like fucking. Him and I'm gonna talk. Tell him YouTube all about YouTube armchair Paul. critic. Yeah, it's happening. All right. Sorry. Well, you're the boss. That's, that's how, how it works. Goes. That, that's how it works. You want to say some shit? I'm gonna say some shit. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally, shit. So what else is going on? What do you guys have? Anything? Uh. I you talked about Taco Bell, so now I'm hungry. Well, we got to get right back on the tracks here. We got to get right back on the track. Check it, check it, check it, check it. Otherwise, I'm going to go on and on about the fucking ATF, and everybody already knows how much we fucking hate the goddamn ATF. Yeah. Or AFT, as Mr. Biden calls. Yeah. (laughs) You should have put a D at the front of that. D A F T. (laughs) Yeah. You daft spot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm just kind of sick of this. Like, I know everybody is. So (laughs) it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm going to say it and people are like, well, everybody is, you know, so go on. I'm just sick of this coronavirus shit. Like, I'm I've been done with it, like, since like the third day, honestly, like I get really annoyed very quickly over Mm. things, like especially things that don't make sense. (laughs) You know, and I, I have I, to and this this past years felt like fucking five years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It really like, has, man. It's just it has been a long fucking year. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't believe it's no. And actually, it's been over a year since they enacted war communism here. So yep. I know. And then I think people have also been like kind of cooped up in a sense. So then they, they've kind of been used to just doing whatever they want. And so now they're like reconverging in the public and like they're complete fucking assholes mm-hmm. you know what i mean and morons like mm-hmm. i don't even know I, I like i got into like an altercation well i shouldn't say an altercation i was yelling at somebody who kicked a dog at the dog park for no reason you like you don't this kick person, a dog was no. anybody under attack or something no no this person was just being a jerk because the dog was following their dog and they had their dog on a leash, which you're not supposed to. And the not dog was dog just, in, yeah, they were just interested in sniffing the dog and, and, and they, this person didn't like it. So like, she decided to kick this dog and I confronted her. I'm like, you shouldn't kick somebody else's dog. And then she tried to use the excuse like that dog bit her dog. And I was like, I saw the whole exchange. No, that's not what happened. So she's a liar. You yeah. lying sack of horse shit. Yeah. And then I and then like, you know, she she was like, oh, well, thank you for your input. And I was like, you're an asshole. <laughs> like and I and, and she said something else like, oh, well, thanks for your input. And I'm going to keep my dog on the leash. And I was like, you are an asshole, you know, and she's just looking at me like her mouth, you know, a gay like, hey. I she said that. Everybody. And everybody at the dog park, like every it literally was like a scene from the movie where you hear it go and everybody like stops. And you could hear a fucking pin drop. You're probably wondering how Angel got herself here. (laughs) (laughs) It was at this moment. (laughs) It was at this moment. Yeah. So then like everybody's like staring at me, like wondering what I'm going to do. You know, and like, of course, I'm mm-hmm. not going to attack somebody unless they attack me. Like, I'm, right. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. But this person had to be told that they were an asshole and they so, deserved it. Sometimes you got to hear it. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, 
So this dog belonged to a retired firefighter. And I was like, well, if this bitch decides to call the police, she's doubly fucking dumb because she kicked a dog and it belongs to a retired fucking firefighter. Like, good luck with that. You know what I no mean? No kidding. So I just yeah. thought, like, ah, I should just leave. Drop. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to leave the dog park. Like, just, I'm, I was like, let's go. <laughs> that was it. That's probably the smartest thing to do, right? Because uh, I knew she was going to say something else to me if I walked back around. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to control myself. Like, I've already watched you kick a dog, dude. You're going to catch like, those hands. Yeah, I'm like, hands, I gotta, I, I know myself. I'm like, I have to remove myself from this situation because it, it I'm going to go to jail. Yeah, I know. And then who's going to run the fucking show? We're fucked. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for not going to jail. I'd have to call Jay. Jay, I need you to bail me out. Yeah. I'm well, stuck in jail because I beat some dumb bitch's ass at the dog bar. He'd be like, well, listen, yeah, I guess I, well, I'd have to because then, how, I mean, we're not going to run the fucking show. We're not in charge. I mean, what are we going to do? It's not that hard. No. Okay. Yeah, sure. We'll, keep, we'll, we'll I'll keep that in mind. So how about shifting to something that's more serious and very, very bad? Okay, um, sure. Not happy about this at all. So when uh, glorious comrade President Donald Trump was in charge, the border was a serious issue with the kids being locked in cages that Obama's administration had built. And when it wasn't a big deal, then mm-hmm. it's a big deal all the time because these are human beings who are being treated like fucking garbage. Yeah. Okay. It's a big deal all the time. Mm-hmm. And now there's a serious problem with children at the border. Well, it gets worse. So I buckle up. You're not going to like what you're going to hear. So this is from the Texas Tribune, a periodical of note, uh, not of great note, as we know from the Billings Gazette. Yeah, say the Billings Gazette. Holla. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the Billings Gazette. Yeah. The yeah. Periodical. periodical of great note. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The best. Uh-huh. It is. So you're the best around. Ain't <laughs> hey, nothing going to ever keep you down. <laughs> do, you ever, do you see Karate Kid in your head when you sing that song? Yeah, yeah, or, or really, really like just about any '80s movie with a montage. Yeah, it. you're right about that. You're right about that. You know, it, it could be, it could be several different '80s movies with a goofy montage. Dude, we went. Um, I took uh, Angel with me and my, and my sister to go see uh, 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 Mystery Science Theater 3000 was oh, on was tour, really cool. and uh, they brought the, They were on tour, so they brought all their shit with them and stuff, and they did put on a great show. And what the movie was called uh no surrender no mercy i think it was and jean claude van damme uh, in this fucking movie dude it is the worst fucking karate film you've ever seen in your life bad. it was so much fun to watch them shit on this thing live it yeah. was it was chef's kiss it was beautiful uh not okay. chef's kiss this is here this is very bad texas tribune from jolie mccullough texas investigating allegations that unaccompanied migrant children are being abused sexually um, uh, and, uh, yeah, sexually assaulted in San Antonio. So Governor Greg Abbott on Wednesday called for the federal government, hardy, har, har, the greatest <laughs> abuser ever, to close right. a San Antonio facility housing unaccompanied migrant children after he became aware of allegations of sexual assault. The in, government's probably involved. Well, I, I don't I don't disagree. In short, this facility is a health and safety nightmare, Abbott said at a press conference no outside the Freeman Coliseum, which is reportedly housing more than 1,300 teens who recently crossed the U.S.-Mexico border without a parent or guardian, which is incredibly sad because Christ only knows how those kids feel right now. The announcement came as Texas and the federal government are locked in a battle over recent increases in the number of migrants crossing the state's southern border. 
Abbott says complaints about sexual assault were reported early Wednesday to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, as well as Texas Health and Human Services Commission. The governor did not know the entities, the identities, excuse me, of those who were allegedly assaulted, nor did he provide many details. He said there was some uh, there was concern that more than one child may have been assaulted, which is one too many. Uh, And that's how I feel. He also said that DPS will investigate the allegations. The United States Department of Health and Human Services did not immediately respond to questions after Abbott's announcement. The press conference, Abbott said, was an alert to President Fuckhead's administration and pushed them to move the children housed in the Coliseum to other other federally ran facilities with more space personnel. So that they can get raped by other people. Like, I mean, what do they think is going to happen? What the fuck do you think is going to happen in that situation? You're going to have fucking creepers, number one who are going to try to lure, lure this, these children out of these whatevers that they're in. Oh, yeah, there'd be monsters. You There's no question mean? about like, it. Of, of mm. course, of course it's going to happen. And then you're going to have other people possibly taking advantage. Like, you know, who knows? You said teenagers, you know. 13-year-olds, so yeah. Who, who knows if they're, you know, g- being given, like, you know, drugs or whatever at that point and being taken advantage of as mm-hmm. well. Like, of course these things are going to happen. Like, that's i mean that's uh, that's like a fucking no-brainer you know what i mean and the fact that these they're people speak english probably I, I mean yeah like so are they gonna fucking tell who's going down right. there you know yeah it's it is an absolute disgrace in the debacle and the thing is here is that when mr trump was in charge and again i'm no fan of mr trump at all nobody is on this show but when he was in charge it was an issue when he's when it's a democrat that's in charge it's not it's a happy camp. It's not a detention facility. Bad things are not happening. And I don't know how they're able to get away with it other than the cathedral wants it this way, which is probably the answer. But the fact that even like even if you're a hardcore borderitarian, borderitarian, right? Where you're like, no, we need lines that are arbitrarily drawn by the government to say this is our gang's land and this is your gang's land right right even if you believe in that if you don't have a shred of humanity left to look at this and say jesus christ we need to help somebody i don't know what to tell you and i know there's a lot of conservatives out there who are looking at this well they shouldn't have come here they're fucking children guy they're kids what the fuck is wrong with you they're kids man well they don't belong here okay great thanks for your help Thanks right. for being so fucking helpful. Right. right. You know, I mean, like Christopher and I have talked about it before, and I know that Angel and I have talked about it. All jokes aside, there there is not enough fucking empathy in this world. There isn't enough people to try to just just try to stand there for a minute in their fucking shoes. You don't speak the language. You're a kid. Your parents might be dead. They might have died on the way up to come El Norte. You know what I mean? You just crossed the river. I heard, I saw I, I know they're finding bodies. In the, in the Rio Grande, oh, of people that are drowning, little I, kids trying to get here. You're going to tell me that you can't just for one second sit there and think, Jesus Christ, man, this is we really should do something about this. And by we, I mean the assholes who make policies, i.e. the stupid government. You know, this is a serious fucking problem here. And I don't know how anybody can look at this and not feel a shred of empathy for for kids. Like, I mean, I, really, I just I can't. Chris, I can't get over that. Like you, you would put it really well when you're like, you know, there needs to be a little bit more empathy in the world. And there isn't, there is not nearly enough. There's barely a shred of it. And I feel a lot of it comes from our community. I don't know. What do you mean? Empathy? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think that there are empathetic people like, and you know, uh, the traditional left, right 
dichotomy that exists but i think that it, it there's only empathy towards uh their community specifically and their causes well i was gonna say when yeah, it works against the, their causes the there isn't yeah. empathy if it benefits them right yeah i mean like just like you would say you know probably possibly a conservative person might say well they shouldn't be here right. well i mean yeah if you if you want to break it down right mm -hmm. like and go all the way back to they shouldn't have come here because then that wouldn't happen that wouldn't have happened to them if they just would have stayed the fuck wherever they came from sure yeah okay maybe right? they would have just like, stayed home and got murdered by drug cartels right. none <laughs> of this would have never happened yeah right i mean like that's hit it on the that's head. the mindset the drug yeah. cartels that we've provided the fucking guns for right. <laughs> in exchange exactly. for cocaine to dis to distribute on our streets so that the atf <laughs> and the dea has a fucking reason to exist right <laughs> Like right. this whole system self-perpetuating and you're fucking it up for me. Yeah, like, and I have to fucking hear about you getting raped at this fucking detention camp that you're hanging out in when you yeah, cross the border illegally. You're fucking harsh in my mellow, yeah. bro. Right. I mean, that's that's their mindset, right? It but is. if it if it were happening to somebody that they knew, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, let's say the then they'd the be like, crisis. we have to write legislation now. Right. Yeah, now. Right. Like there would be a fucking GoFundMe. You know, like mm -hmm. that's yeah, I agree. it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it's um it's a it's a tra it's a it's a tragedy of a human story, man. These people not to mention like to, to build more on what Christopher's saying, let's go back a little bit further too. They're you know, they wouldn't be running away from a fucking literal multifactional civil war in Mexico if uh the war on drugs weren't taking place right now. Yeah, and that that was took the words right out of my mouth, man. I was just getting ready to say that if we would just end the war on drugs, like have like at least half the violence would disappear overnight <laughs> like yeah i mean really it's it boggles it, it, my mind yeah it, like it's it's a, it's a whole self-perpetuating system you know we run guns to mexico yep we give guns to cartels cartels commit acts of violence yeah and then Those we say and that, that and then ooh, we got to make legislation for spooky ghost guns <laughs> it's so scary it is yeah yeah it is it's meant to scare you uh 100 but yeah no that that's a really great point man and just so that people know so if you look up and this is uh from wikipedia not known for you know being exactly accurate all of the time but these you know the numbers that we're looking at here so here are the casualties and losses um, in this war. So 240,000 cartel members have been killed. All right. Uh, 395 service people of, of the Mexican state have been killed. 137 have been missing. Right. So they also have the popular revolutionary army, which is a leftist guerrilla movement in Mexico. They've lost two people. The total amount of casualties, 41,034 dead in war conflicts identified between 2006 and 2019. 250,000 are dead from organized crime homicides from 2007 to 2019. I'm going to say that again. A total of 250,000 dead from organized crime homicides from 2007 to 2019. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding? First of all, you're approaching Vietnam numbers at this point in the war. Mm -hmm. Okay. Between actors and their surrogates, right? Mm -hmm. 250,000, a lot of people getting in the middle of these things. 
Uh, you know, man, like I, I, I can't even begin to understand how this is viewed as a good thing. Now, of course, the United States is selling weapons and armor and tech to, to the Mexican government. But then if you interview the drug cartels, which I've watched a lot of the interviews, they say straight away, the people that are making black tar heroin are like, no, the government's in on it. They're, 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 they're controlling, they're controlling, they want to control the drug trade mm-hmm. because there's a lot of money involved shit tons of money involved. oh my god it's uh it's it, it's it's astronomical how much money's involved and of course that's why they're fighting them right that that's you know okay so okay so by the end of presidente felipe calderon's administration calderon? From, from december 1st 2006 to november yeah. 30th 2012 the official death toll of the mexican drug war was at least sixty thousand. estimated set the number of both 120,000. Okay, twenty-seven thousand people missing. Yeah, Jesus. just gone, just yeah. gone. Um, do you guys remember hearing the stories where the the cartel would back up a dump truck and literally dump the dump uh, yeah. decapitated bodies and the heads would just fucking roll in the street, right? This is all comes back to American policy, domestic policy with drugs, and then it impacts these people, and then these people who don't want to be in the way and they want to come to the United States so they can have shitty jobs. Okay doing all sorts of terrible things out in the fucking out in the elements getting paid nothing you're gonna look at these kids and say go fuck yourself I, i'm sorry that's never gonna no, be me right no i mean i i wouldn't do no, that i know but that, I know but that but you there's know. people out there that will look at them like, so what, who i feel i feel terrible right. for them like i, mean, I, I just people that cry about them taking our jobs like what americans are out in the fields picking strawberries yeah fuck all none none like yeah. they're like i they're like they're coming over here and taking jobs that nobody wants <laughs> like and they're getting paid like practically slave wages to fucking do them mm-hmm. and but they send the money back home because you know it's worth more at home but that's right but, it is worth more at home you know yeah we know about the the story i'm working on trying to get the author sam quinones onto the show that wrote dreamland and Christopher Excellent. and I are familiar with about it. The kid, the Jalisco boy sending money yeah. back from heroin sales to build houses. So like if you got a satellite dish in front of your shack in uh, in Jalisco, you were considered like wealthy, even yeah. though you had a shack. If yeah. you had a, a satellite dish, oh, well, you're, you're moving up in the world. You're moving up a lot just to mm-hmm. let you know the level of poverty that these people are coming from. So, you know, selling heroin on the streets really isn't that bad of a deal if they can make a little bit of money, you know, send a couple of thousand dollars back home and a bunch of fucking clothes and blue jeans because that was a real popular thing. They, they love their fucking their Levi 501s, man. Boy, did they ever. They really did. But yeah. Uh, and again, I have a problem with the lack of humanity. I really do. Like I, I if we change the script. And we were like, they were Jews trying to run across the border, let's say, because they're getting chased by whatever, let's say. I mean, how would people interpret that? People probably more inclined to do something about it, right? I doubt it. No, because it's the same construct. Like, this Are you is sure? our, yeah, this is our country and that's your country and you fucking stay over there. I don't agree, like, actually, because I think, honestly, I think because the, okay, they're brown. Well, ask Canada about it. I was, I was just getting ready to say, like, it's always easier for people to not have empathy for people that don't look like us like plain and simple i mean it, well, it's Canadians the, the, why, it, nothing it's, to do with with americans coming up there and their it, violence it's the same reason know? why you don't hear too many people saying anything about us fucking 
you know, other than people from our community about bombing fucking brown people overseas. Like, yeah, most people are like completely ignorant to the fact, like, don't even think about it. Like, oh, yeah, we just bombed Yemen. Oh, interesting. Anyways, uh, yeah, how about the Browns? How, yeah, at- how was your day? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, that There's, again, a lack of empathy and also knowing that your tax dollars that are stolen from you are going to finance this operation. I mean, it should bother anybody. It really should. It but should. It, doesn't. it should. And, um, I mean, I'm sure that that does have something to do with it if, you know, they don't look like you, you know, but I don't know. Like, you know, people in Canada are also afraid of Americans coming up there in violence and things like that. Like, yeah. the culture of America spreading to Canada and like, you know, whatever that means to Canadians. I'm not sure. I'm not from Canada, but you know, they, it's like not just, you know, based upon race, it's based upon culture as well. And Mm. some people are just, you know, kind of like, this is my area and that's your area and you fucking stay over there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you mixing with me. I don't care what color you are, you know, like that's just how people are sometimes. All right. All right. Well, here's another sad thing for you to deal with. So a former uh, NFL player named Philip Adams fatally shot five people, including a prominent doctor, his wife and their two grandchildren before killing himself early Thursday. So um, did he use a ghost gun? I don't know if he used a ghost gun, but they're trying to they're not trying. I don't think that there's much of an effort that needs to be made. So this is another there's other NFL players that have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that a lot of it has to deal with CTE, Mm -hmm. you know, the impact of concussions on an athlete. I've told people, coworkers and stuff and friends, you know, if they invented football today, it would be made illegal. And I mean, like it would they wouldn't allow people like the government would ban it. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? In fact, if you remember the UFC, which I think is far more controlled than football, because, you know, there's a point where a referee can jump in and say, hey, that's enough. You know, this person's unconscious. You've won. You know, the fight is over. The beating is over. I'm sure the concussion protocol is a little bit stronger uh, because, you know, these are individual fighters. Mm -hmm. But if you recall, they're used to, the NFL used to make of uh, uh, videos, and this is back in the day with uh, VCRs. Uh, for those use kids that don't know what that means, you got to go look it up on the Googles. I can't tell you. I'm not going right. to explain it to you. Um, they used to have videos of NFL's greatest hits, where you should see the fucking absolute destruction that would happen to like receivers going through the flat and getting absolutely fucking taken out, like clotheslined and shit like that, like really brutal shit. There is, I mean, here's the thing, too, that a lot of people don't consider, and I know that we normally don't talk about sports on here, but this is from, let's take a look at it from a scientific point of view. So 100 years ago, the average uh, size of a man was well under six foot, okay? So this is when organized football and hockey, let's say, is really starting to take shape, right? So we're using the same size field in both, same size playing surface in football that we are in ice hockey in North America, those dimensions have not changed in a hundred years. However, the athlete has changed dramatically because of diet and specialization. These athletes are much bigger now and they're much stronger, right? And they're professionals as opposed to amateurs where you would go home at the end of the season and work a regular job or what have you. you there wasn't a lot of money involved in being a professional athlete compared to what it is now. Okay. So the question is, is that do you have to increase the playing surface size because the athlete is bigger? Because can you imagine what's going to be like for NFL players in 50 years or 60 years when you're what pushing heights of almost seven feet tall and they're all 200 fucking pounds of seven feet tall? 
And that's a lot of ass coming at you really, really fast mm-hmm. and, and really, really painfully. Like you're going to get fucked up. They keep trying to fix the helmets. You're like, oh, we're going to make uh, better helmets for concussion protocol. Listen, when a new immovable force meets an immovable object, bad shit's going to happen. Okay. There's a lot of force and inertia involved in these collisions. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering is if there is a future for that sport. And that includes hockey, which obviously I'm a huge fan of. But they've already tried to ban fighting in hockey, which it hasn't caught on because people still like it. The players still like it. But football, there are so many fucking injuries that are happening where the average players uh, uh, player expectancy, like, you know, the, the, uh, an average professional career is five years. So if you see somebody like Tom Brady that's played for 20, that is an absolute outlier. Yeah, Most of yeah, these guys don't last a, that a long. Statistical anomaly. Absolutely. So I just, you know, I just wanted to get your take on that. Like, do you think that there is a strong correlation between these uh, CTE incidents? Like you know, these people who have repeated concussion, uh, you know, symptoms and people that have been hit hard for so long that it fucks them up to the point where they start killing people. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. I think, I mean, I think that's, oh. I, think that's, I think that's part of it. Um, the other part of it is that in speaking anecdotally so i'm sure somebody will probably refute it or be like oh you know blah 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 you're just speaking from personal experience but in general uh people don't care about men's problems that's an interesting point and and, and especially when it comes to like mental health um Mm -hmm. that's that's a very good point that is that is that is a a big issue um and, and a lot of men aren't willing to talk about men's issues because they firmly believe that nobody cares about their issues or they might be can like perceived as weak or, or exactly right. like it's, it's not yeah. it's not masculine to yep you know be vulnerable or to have uh you know problems or admitting that you need help um yep. yeah, yeah people, right. people would view you as weak uh, and, and that's really it. that's part of the problem and and you know what you're talking about jay just compounds that like adds to the mental health issues that nobody gives a fuck about (laughs) like literally nobody gives a fuck about um because it's not popular to care about a man's issues so right why is it that way um cultural it called definitely cultural um i would say uh beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh you know identity politics and third wave feminism uh has had a huge impact on that um especially you know a lot of these modern day uh i can't think of any other word to call them except for like cultural marxists mm. uh that that are in control of the popular media um that you know that are just all about identity politics so like unless you're you know unless you're part of the 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 lgbtq plus community uh you know so whether you're or you know you're a a, a person of color uh nobody cares about your issues um you know you're you're not your issues don't matter you know because of you know white privilege or some shit like that yeah um but yeah it's definitely like a a cultural issue for sure and and the popular media like exacerbates that um and nobody wants to talk about men's issues um and and i think that would be like an important step in in the right direction yeah for sure um to to make it so that it's not like a social stigma for a man to admit that he has problems or that he needs help or 
therapy or whatever, what have you. Um, but like, those are things that people need to focus on. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, that, and that doesn't mean that be, focusing on that has to take away from anything else. Right. But it, no, but I agree because I mean, like if you're suffering, if you have a change in your mental state, you know, which the CTE, you know, messes with your brain, it kind of gives you like dementia in a way. And okay. the, the synapses and, you know, things inside your brain that make it work properly, like you start to like, kind of lose it a little bit. Okay. And if you're afraid to admit that, you know, because you're, you're going to be perceived as weak or, you know, nobody's nobody cares or, you know, they're going to, you know, call you a pussy or, you know, say, you know, man up or, or what have you, you know, like it's medically, you know, especially if you start to like, you know, become paranoid because dementia can make you paranoid. Like you start to like see things that aren't there okay. or, you know, hear things, um, and if you don't talk, you're, you're about slowly, it, you're slowly losing your mind while being cognizant yeah. of it the whole time. And yeah, like, I could see how that would be a very, very scary thing. Like, you know, like dementia and Alzheimer's. Like, can you imagine waking up and not knowing who you are all of a sudden? Terrifying. Like, that would be fucking terrifying. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ab- like, absolutely. Robin Williams had like an advanced stage of like this dementia. And I forget what it was called, but it it, it like really messed with him. And he you know, thought that his wife was cheating on him and that people were in the house. Like he took all of his like special watches that he had and gave them to his friend and said, I don't want her to give them away. I know she's seeing somebody and she wasn't, but like he, you know, he was like slowly losing his mind because of this dementia. And so like the people who have this CTE, I think kind of have like a diminished brain, so to speak. And they become paranoid and then they're taking drugs probably for pain or depression or something along those lines. And it's just like a recipe for disaster. And it hits a lot people of, differently. Say, a lot of these drugs for depression that make people's problems worse. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? Once right. Again, like, hey, this is a like this is a drug for depression, but it might make you suicidal. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, Wonderful. isn't being suicidal already kind of like a. Yeah. You know, like a symptom of being depressed. Like, why yeah. would I want to take medicine that would make me want to fucking kill myself? Or, or right. No, it's your 100% other right. People. Like, you that, know, that just, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And here's the other thing, too. You know, when you talk about the issue of race and specifically this gentleman who did this is an African American, I think that there's a stigma for them to be able to admit that they have a problem because, of, you know, the culture is like, you know, a man can't be soft let's say mm-hmm. you know what i mean that they've got to be tough all of the time yeah you know and you come from a, maybe you come from a tough upbringing where a man doesn't admit that he's got problems that he has to quote work through them there could be some of that you know i think that that i think that you'll find like latin culture for for example man the machismo culture that's a really tough thing for men to be able to come out and say i've got a fucking problem and i need some help and at the same time maybe that this individual felt that you know they can handle it or they didn't need help or they didn't know how to ask for help without, you know, you know, being shit on, let's say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there's that element to it. I, it's a, t- it's an incredibly tragic story, but I've always wondered if there is a fair correlation between CTE and these, um, uh, the, you know, this, you know, emotional instability to the point where you become homicidal and then suicidal, where you take your own life. But, uh, 
you know, a lot of tragedy in the world today. I'm glad that we got a lot of laughs out of this episode because a lot of it is really fucking shitty and it's uh it's shitty to talk about and deal with because there's a lot of bad things. But yeah, right. as long right. as people are aware, you know, for those of you that are listening, if you ever need help, don't forget, you know, reach out to anybody. Right. Yeah, reach out to somebody, anybody, man. Like that's like Yeah. That's probably like the biggest takeaway from this is that like no matter who you are, like chances are there's somebody that cares about you <laughs> like yeah m- in most cases you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's probably some cases where maybe some people don't have someone to turn to but i'd say in the vast majority of cases like you've always always got people that care about you and sometimes you don't see that or realize that like in the depths of your despair sure yeah um, but somebody values you um so yeah please yeah. like re- reach out to somebody like it and, it, and and I'm not saying that the, like suicide hotlines aren't a good thing because for some people, you know, that could be a good thing, but you don't even have to do that. Just find somebody that, you know, you trust, man, like a good friend, a, a close family member, somebody, anybody, man, like, you know, even your boss at work, somebody right? at work on, you know, on the floor. Yeah, whatever, like there's, know. there's always somebody that cares about you. Man. Yeah. Somebody that cares about you, somebody that values you like. Yeah. Like, don't like, don't let any sort of social stigma, like prevent you from getting help that you need, um, especially, you know, like when we see the end results, you know, and it turns out like this. And, yeah. and, and the unfortunate part of this is that they use this, um, you know, in their anti-gun rhetoric, you know, in, in attempts to strip guns from people and guns clearly aren't the problem i mean there, there's what half a billion guns in this country like if gun owners were really the issue like i'm pretty sure we'd well, know about i mean it. there's like you know there's like like that show what what was it like a thousand ways to die or something yeah you guys remember, remember that, that show? show absolutely like there are you know a bunch of different ways to like die or murder people or commit suicide or however you want to phrase it right Mm -hmm. like it doesn't need to just involve guns and you know yeah yeah, for sure like chris benoit a wrestler you know yeah he he killed his family like he strangled them like and you know he had the same thing the cte or something along those lines something was wrong with his brain and like he you know he didn't use a gun like there's you know people Yeah, there's definitely other. I, I'm just saying that, like in, in you know, in Jay's example, in yeah. because it was committed with a gun, that they're going to use that in an attempt to take. Oh no, for sure. From you. Yep. Um, yeah, which is villainously advantageous of the people who use that. You know what I mean? Like it serves a purpose to them. Like they don't give a fuck about the tragedy that took no. place. No, they, they don't. They, they only care about taking away your means of defense. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know. Which is unfortunate. Like they, there's no real, no real empathy from, from that crowd. <laughs> Absolutely not. And if like, I mean, if somebody, you know, the reason why I say, you know, what I said is because like, if you want to, if somebody wants to hurt somebody, they're going to find a way to do yeah, it. Ab- they absolutely. Have a weapon, you know, like a firearm or they're, they're homemade bombs. People just yep. beat the shit out of somebody to death with their own fucking hands. Like if, if they're ready to like do something and they've had their mindset to it, like it doesn't matter the right. weapon. They made a commitment. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. they're going to find a way. Yeah, no, that's true, man. It's true um it's uh but yeah if you're out there and you need some help reach out reach out to anybody get some help don't end up like this you know what i mean and there's nothing wrong with saying that you got a fucking problem okay so um that's our public service announcement when it comes to that i don't have anything else i'd like to kick it out to you guys before we wrap it up 
I don't have anything. Um, I just want to remind everybody about our sponsor, Akron Apothecary. You got some awesome soaps, also known soap as, for that ass. Also known as Todd the Gay's Gay Soap. You know, so he's got that soap for that ass. I know Jay does it a little bit better than me, but um, you know, don't so forget um, Akron Apothecary on Etsy, and um, you know, he has various different soaps. So check him out. Yeah, well said. Took the words right out of my mouth. I usually have a big build up for uh, Todd the Gay. Very good. So, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm she just took the she just took the wind out of your sails, I mean, man. Really flat yeah, on my ass. Jesus Christ. You, you, your sales pitch is just Sorry. fucking the, pew yeah. pew. <laughs> Crash and burn, Mav. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and also, check out Todd the Gay soap. Yeah. Also brought to you by uh, Mongolian brand Super Colon Blow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're not going to say who's getting their asshole cleaned out, but it's somebody we know, and that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's beautiful. It, it happened this morning, and I fucking chortled to myself in the group chat. Christopher, yet again, is fucking throwing heat. Chortles. Throwing heat. And heat is going to be coming for that young man's ass, let me tell you right now. And we're going to leave it at that before we get more, uh, before we, here we go again. But listen, it's fucking funny. And if you don't like to laugh, go fuck yourself. I agree. And also our Patreon. So you should check that out. Yeah, check that out. And also be aware that we are going to be uh, kicking up the content here as we roll into May. Uh, We're We're working on several ideas, revamping some of the exclusive content. That's right. Maybe spreading some around, coming up with different ideas. So, and once again, uh, I know we've all said this numerous times. We have had people write into the show. So, if you have any ideas, especially those what two or three people that are our Patreon members, if there's any sort of content ideas that you would like us to do yep. for exclusive content, let us know, man. We're more than happy to deliver. Yeah, more than happy to deliver. Uh, we're going to have a lot of good stuff coming your way. So uh, we're going to try to link up with uh, Comrade Klaus again to finish up part two, hopefully this weekend. I'd like to get that done this weekend so we keep it fresh. That was a great show. If you guys haven't listened to it, please check it out. He's uh, a great dude. Really great conversation. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. Um, yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Don't forget to check us out, uh, useguyspod.com. And um, our email is uh, useguys.gmail.com. Info at useguyspod.com. And we're at Use Guys Pod across uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, I, I don't think our YouTube page we're allowed to use our name yet. We're not we're not as cool no. yet. We're still working on that. Don't forget to subscribe to that, and also the uh, the Bit Shoot. The Bit Shoot's going to have a lot more exclusive material coming its way. It's a great platform for free thinking people and independent content creators, as yours truly, we all are. So. Don't forget to check that out and check out our sponsor. If you like a clean asshole and you don't want to smell bad, you want to keep your taint nice and clean, moisturize your ass. Todd the Gay's very gay soap, also known as Akron Apothecary. He's not changing the fucking name, so whatever, Todd. Right. Um, keep that taint clean and someone might put their tongue on it. Yeah, you, you never know, but you, you want to play know. it safe. You want yeah, to you never it. know when that opportunity might arise, man. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, know somebody somebody might just walk up to you and be like, "Hey, you want me to tongue punch you in the fart box?" And what are you gonna do if it's dirty? <laughs> you know, you, you don't want you don't want you don't want to let somebody get down in your dung ditch if it's dirty. You know, you know. So why not why not get some of uh, Todd the Gay's very gay soap? Yeah, from yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't you know? make an argument against that yeah. whatsoever. Right? Yeah, like I said, There's you no never argument. know when the opportunity might arise, and someone just. Someone might just want to go to town 
on your cinnamon ring. <laughs> you might as well. You might as well have it be nice and clean. Absolutely. You know? what, what better way to clean your asshole than by locally made soap by a self-made businessman? You That's know? right. Cold press soap for that ass. Cold press soap for that ass. He was so fired up about Joe. Uh, Todd's a bit on the conservative side, and by saying a bit, I'm being generous. He's very conservative. And uh, he um, he was like, can you believe this? He sent me the fucking Fox News article. Joe Biden about to announce gun control measures by, by executive order. And I'm like, why do you care? Are you listening? Are you going to do what he tells you? Well, no, but I'm like, Todd, pump the brakes. Everything's going to yeah. be all right. It's going to be all right. Keep making soap. Yeah. That's right. Keep making soap. Keep assholes clean across the fruited plain. And that's all we have for today. Um, thank you very much for uh, tuning in. And uh, don't forget to get a hold of us if you've got some show ideas. So. Absolutely. We'll see you guys very soon. Bye. Peace.